We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next comes Indiana. Pick up their 24th road win along with 23 wins at home. Matherin with the late three. Nick Stone, it's going to be Cleveland in the first round. Win their fifth straight with three 30-point scores for the first time since 1979 and the third time in Knicks history. Tom Thibodeau's club, 138-129. The win in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's exciting play by these Knicks showing tenacity, perseverance, sharing and caring, and also stealing the ball. Harden Grimes doing an excellent job. IQ omnipotent again tonight. Okie dokie. Well, that was fun <laughs> and strange. Um, all right, here we go. Let's uh, talk about a Knicks victory that came in a season in which we are going to the playoffs and yet meant nothing on paper. And yet I have a feeling that we're we're going to be able to derive a little bit of meaning from this game when we get into it, because boy, um, the future is bright. My friends, the future is bright. Um, and of course I am talking about the, uh, distant future because, uh, three Knicks, three young Knicks, three Knicks on rookie contracts, uh, just went out and combined for, Oh, let me see if I could do some quick math. And then one, 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 107 points. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think I got that right. Um, becoming the first Nick trio, um, since the late seventies, shout out Errol Monroe, um, Toby Knight and Ray Williams to all score 30 in a game. Um, Obi top and Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes. We're going to talk about all of them. We're going to talk about what was a fun game, an interesting game and a game that again, I'm not really sure what to make out of make out of but first i have to call up andrew claudio at the top of the show to make a special announcement andrew claudio how are you my friend i'm good john congrats on the win for up to 47 wins who had that predicted before this the season mensa that too um so Shout out to Mensa. Good job on the prediction. Although they could get to 48 and 49 and you'd be wrong. Um, but we have a special announcement for everybody just in time for the postseason. I'm about to drop the link as well in the, in the chat and obviously in the description of this. For those of you watching and those of you listening, we once again have merch for the 2023 NBA playoffs official KFS merch. If you go to our KFS merch store now, they have a sale going on this weekend, 35% off. So like 
take advantage of it now. I'm pretty New sure. York. You, let's just say what it is. I think you could get this t-shirt for like 16 bucks or something like 16 that. 16 is shipping. the exact number. Yeah, 16 yeah, and then plus shipping. But if you order now, I believe it's like a five to eight business days wait. So you could get your merch for the postseason and have it ready for you for game one. So New York, we back in the 2023 NBA playoffs. We're just in the playoffs in general, but New York, we back. Get your official KFS merch now. Um, and then obviously once you get it, like sh- spread the word, post it on social. And we'd be happy to, to share uh, your support and obviously your new swag, courtesy of your friends at KFS. Take pictures of yourself and put it on Instachat. And then you could email those pictures of yourself to your friends on, chat on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Did I do that right? Close. Yeah. You, you nailed it, John. You nailed it. I nailed it? Yes. Awesome. Perfect. Great. All right. <laughs> so happy. All right. Uh, again, uh, yeah. No, I'm I, I'm going to order mine tonight. I don't think I've ordered it yet, uh, unless Andrew ordered it for me. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we get to talk about our next win tonight. And again, I, I'll say it one more time. I, I This is going to be a confusing game for me to talk about. I sent a tweet a, a little while before game time that this is the first meaningless game the Knicks have played when they had already clinched a playoff spot in um, in a decade, almost all, literally almost exactly a decade. The last time was on April 15th, um, 2013, when they had clinched by beating the Pacers the night before. And they had two games left in the season and they played a skeleton crew. This one had a little bit of the same feel. I mean, you know, Jalen Brunson at not playing uh, RJ Barrett, uh, and I, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's okay to, to say, let's just say we, we got a little word that maybe he's not deathly ill. We'll, we'll just put it that way. Um, RJ Barrett, not deathly ill. So like if this was a game he needed to play in, I think he would have played in it. He didn't play. And then obviously Julius Randall is still out um, recovering and, and we, we hope he gets better. Although the man that replaced him certainly um, did some damage tonight, but but I digress. So yeah, so these three guys weren't in there, and it would have been very easy for the Knicks to, you know, even if they had trotted out um, a starting lineup with their like the next men up, you know, which which they did essentially. They tried, they started Grimes quickly, Hart, Robinson, and Toppin, who are the the four you the five you'd expect them to start. Even if they'd started those those players, there certainly would have been a world um, in which. You know, the likes of Trevor Keels and Daquan Jeffries. And uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain uh, Dwayne Washington was, I think he, Dwayne Washington was available tonight. They signed him on a two way, you know, and Jericho Sims and Miles McBride and, and all those sorts of Aaron Fournier and all those sorts of folk, um, you know, played the predominant number of minutes. And, and if they had done that, they would have lost this game because this spunky Pacers team. Give them credit. Uh, you know, obviously they're sitting Halliburton. They're also sitting Miles Turner, but they're still playing Buddy Hill. They're still playing TJ McConnell, um, and they're still playing their their young kids who have come a long way this year. Um, and like their starting lineup was all full of like young, interesting players. Probably Jordan War is the, the the least interesting of them, but like Jalen Smith, the kid they got from Phoenix, uh, Nesmith, Nemhard, uh, Ben Matherin, like. Go look at what they've been doing lately. This has been a, a team that is is not tanking in a dispiriting way. They are not tanking like the Portland Trailblazers are tanking. They are tanking, you know, and, and they're giving teams fits. And they gave this Knicks team a fit tonight. And uh, yeah, they would have won this game had the Knicks 
pulled the plug, you know, let's say mid third quarter and your, your OBs and your, and your quicklies and whatnot, um, you know, don't see the light of day after a five minute stint after the second half. But for the Knicks to have done that, they would have had to, before the game, fire their current head coach. Probably lock him away in a closet somewhere. You know what? Maybe lock him in like a, a closet of like a plane and then fly that plane back to New York because there is no universe in which Tom Thibodeau, you're going to tell him, hey, Tom, you got a bunch of young, hungry players here who people have been yelling, screaming to play more minutes for the last three years. There's no world where Tom Thibodeau wasn't going to be playing those guys to win this game. And sure enough, he did because he's a crazy person. He is the most crazy person. Uh, he's the walking definition of insanity, which I love him for. Uh, some may not. But Obi Toppin didn't sit in the second half tonight. I, I don't believe uh, Quentin Grimes sat in the second half tonight. Quickly did for a little bit. And it was when the Knicks kind of barfed away their lead. Not, not a great look for Miles McBride or or uh, Evan Fournier tonight, uh, 13 and 11 minutes, respectively, minus 23 and minus 22. Um, so, yeah, if this was a if this was a dress rehearsal for for Miles McBride to audition, you know, for a, a spot in the postseason rotation, I don't know how well that went. Although I don't frankly, as I, as I was saying on playback, I don't know that Deuce is going to make the postseason rotation regardless, uh, even as you know even assuming Randall is, is, is not back. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, Tim's one of these guys, uh, clearly trying to win the game. Um, and even as I say that, like the moral of this story, and I was going to say this before they won. So I have to say it because they won. Whatever happened in this game, wasn't going to matter. You know, the, like they were jacking up threes. I mean, what happened in the Knicks took 46 threes tonight, which actually nowadays in the NBA is like not a lot, but you know, they were firing away. They were playing kind of willy nilly. I mean, there were portions of this game that resembled something closer to what you might see at a local YMCA or, uh, you know, at, at, you know, park on uh, what's that? What's that court on fourth street? Uh, whatever you get the point. This was not, let's say playoff intensity. Um, but you know, even with that caveat and with the fact that, again, if they won this game, if they lost this game, you know, by 30, it would be nothing to be concerned about. There is a difference between having a game where like the result doesn't matter and like the final score doesn't matter. There's a difference between that and not being able to take anything from a game. And I do think there is something very fitting about the fact that the Knicks for the first time in more than four decades, think about that more than four decades had three players all score over 30 points. And that those three players were three guys who this organization drafted and they are all still on their rookie contracts and all of whom have kind of, you know, different, different roles, different places within this organization. And let's just talk about him one at a but actually before I talk about them, shout out to Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson had an insane game. Started out, they were giving the ball to him in the post. They were letting him go to work. Dude finished with 14 points, 16 rebounds, and seven blocks. 
I don't know when's the last time a Nick finished with that stat line, but I don't believe it's been it's been done many times. Anyway, um, let's start with Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly finished the game uh, with 39 points, just 39, one off of his career high, 14 to 26 from the field, seven to 13 from three. I mean, he was their he was their driver of offense. Um, Obi Toppin got a lot of great looks from three. Quentin Grimes got a lot of great looks from three. Um, but like Emmanuel quickly was running the show. This was his show, and not that there should have been any doubt at this point, right? Um, that Emmanuel quickly had kind of outplayed his role on this team, and the fact that the Knicks get to have him as a six man, a guy that like is clearly overqualified for that role, even if it may be the perfect role for him on this team when fully healthy. Like not that there should have been any doubt about that, but just like, again, I mean, how many times over the last few weeks have we said Emmanuel quickly was the best player on the court. Now I know that isn't that impressive in a game where the best player on the opposing team is like, I, I don't even know. Um, whatever. Not, not a, Top lot, not a top flight NBA player, but and same thing for the for the guys that next played. But like, still, for him to go out there and just absolutely look the part of a guy who is just like, oh, okay, this is a game that I'm playing in. This is the talent level. I'm just going to go out there and dominate. And he did. He just go. Out, he just went out there and dominated. Like that's that's really freaking encouraging. Not again. Not that we needed more encouragement from about Emmanuel quickly. We got it because all he does is give us more and more and more not to be outdone. The guy that actually did have his career high and that's Quentin Grimes 30. How about this stat line quickly? I should say 39 points, nine assists and six rebounds. Again, not, not a ton of guys who have done that. Uh, Two turnovers, by the way, Jesus, this kid, he's so good. Um, Grimes. Yes. Grimes, 36 points. 14 of uh, 23 from the field, 5 of 13 from deep, was firing when he had a sliver of space, which is what he will... like. The, the things that I'm looking at now over the last couple of games, not that it's going to matter because of the competition and the intensity level, but like, are the Knicks firing away without hesitation from three? Because against Cleveland, oh boy, will they need to. Like, they, they just have to. That's going to be a prerequisite to, to win that series. If they are open... They have to shoot it. And tonight they did that, um, which was great. And Grimes uh, in particular. So he ended up, yeah, career high, 36, five assists, four steals. He was everywhere on defense, albeit in a game that was a little bit more street ball style than, than normal NBA game. Um, just look great putting the ball on the floor, doing some different like there. Again, we kind of talked, I think recently, like, are we watching Grimes make the leap? I don't think this is the leap. I just think this is like slow, like this is like a slow, steady progression up. Nice, gradual incline. You know, maybe there was a little, little, little pitfall here and there early in the season, but for the most part, this dude has come into the league and it's been like up, 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 up. And you're not surprised when you read an article like uh, Jackson Fr- Frank uh, dropped today for Uprocks, uh, Dime, and, uh, you know, you read quotes in there like the the Knicks coaching staff had to tell him to stop going to the gym because he was going to the gym at night too much when he was rehabbing. Like this dude, 
he is already really good and he wants to get better and he's going to put in the work to get better. And it just tonight was another piece of evidence that like he's got it in him to be, he's just got, he's got it in him to be an elite complimentary wing in the NBA today. Like a guy who's going to start for 10 years and wherever he goes, he's just going to help teams win and do, do things that help teams win, win ball games. So great game from uh, Quentin Grimes. And last but not least, and this, of course, is it's 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 going to be the most interesting conversation of the night, and I, and I am <laughs> I am under no no um, illusions that there will there, there won't be some chats comments about how this team looks when this player is out there and this player is firing away and they are just playing willy nilly. Um, and that's Obi Toppin and Obi Toppin, you know, 32 points, um, shot a dozen threes dude scored 32 points on 18 shots. I think at one point he had like 30 or 31 on like 13 shots or 14 shots. He missed, I think he missed his last several from three. Um, but he really had it going for most of this night with what was putting up an absurd stat line. Still a very good stat line. Again, 32 points on 18 shots and six assists. How you doing? Um, Zach Lowe uh, and, you know, Ian had me and Zach on, on the putback earlier this week, yesterday. And, you know, Zach said the same thing we've been saying for years. Like, there's a good, interesting, at the very least interesting, but probably good, almost certainly good player in there. And I think Zach said something along the lines of like, at worst, he could be a rotation big who plays 20 some odd minutes a night, you know, in the league at worst. And we say at worst because we don't really know what the at best is, because how could you possibly know what the, you know, at best is for this player when it's been the circumstance of playing behind an all NBA player and um, he's playing for a coach that just believes in rim protection. It's his, it's his basketball, it's his basketball Bible, chapter one, verse one, protect the rim. You know, um, I don't know what's going to happen because we saw this last year at the end of the season, and it didn't really, I don't know if it really made a dent in how they, and I don't know that it made a dent in anything. And so to see a game like this is again definitely encouraging. the The interesting conversation, though, and it's one that like. I'm just going to say, frankly, I don't know that it's even valid, but there, there are obviously people who are going to, who are going to talk about it is like, you know, is there a world where just the Knicks are better served with Obi, you know, and not the guy who's about to make his second all NBA team. Now you say those words out loud, right? Say them out loud. The guy who made his second all NBA team and a guy who just put up, 30 whatever points against the G league Pacers, you know, and he did whatever he did against the G league wizards and like, and against the Cavs, he was fine. He was okay. He had a nice stint in the third quarter. Could have argued that you could have kept him in longer, but these are not real games really like they're real games, but they're not real, real games. So like you want to be careful with drawing any conclusions, no matter how good the basketball looks at times. And again, you do say it out loud and you're like, no, that's crazy. Um, and yet, and yet 
the reason why there will be people who hold that opinion is because if you look at this team and you think, okay, well, Jalen Brunson is the number one and he's clearly the driver of offense. He's the engine. Well, if Emmanuel quickly is good enough to do what he's doing and he could be an engine for you on offense, is there a world where, you know, RJ Barrett gives you enough as a driver, you know, and, and, and whatnot, where then you, you suddenly the trickle down effect is like, well, maybe you don't need that extra engine. Now I don't believe that (laughs) I believe in the playoffs playoffs comes down to, how good are your best shot creators versus how good are my best shot creators? And the more really good shot creators I have, the better my chances are of beating you if you don't have as many really good shot creators as I do. And Julius Randle, say what you want about the man. That man was one of the best shot creators and most efficient shot creators and one of the toughest shot creators to deal with in the NBA this year. You could not stop him. Could not stop him when he was going. And he was going well a lot. So my take on this, with all due respect to what we saw Obi Toppin do tonight, and I don't want to pour cold water on it, but like this team still needs Julius Randle. Now they need Julius Randle fully engaged and playing well and keyed in on defense and getting back in transition and not getting technicals and not getting in the face of referees and not getting in the face of his own teammates when they try to pull him away for those referees. They need all of those things, but they need him. They need that guy. They have to have that guy if they want to do anything in the playoffs. Um, Because again, for as great as Brunson is, is for as great as quickly is, I just don't... I think if you face the number one defense in the league, which Cleveland is, and you just take Julius Randle out of the equation, even with that spark and and life and different energy and, and verve that, that Obi brings into a game... I don't think that balances the scales enough. Um, you know, and as I say that, as I say that, there is a voice in the back of my mind where it's like, you're saying this, you're saying all this logical shit. Do you really believe it in your heart of hearts? <laughs> and then it's just, you get back at how much fun it is to watch Obi play. He's just such a, it's a, and that's the issue, right? He's just such a fun guy to watch play. And he's just such a fun guy to root for. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, either way, fun game. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what people have to say, and uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get to it. So we'll do uh, Weiss and Rosenblum personal injury report. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. So we do have a personal injury report. Uh, The mid-three, as it were, all out. No Brunson, no Randall, no RJ. Um, my guess is that we're not going to see Brunson for the rest of the year. Um, what did they call it tonight? Hand injury management, I think. Whatever. Right you hand know. maintenance is what they call right it. Right hand maintenance. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like something I need to hire a grounds crew for. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... It's weird hearing you and I don't see you. This is so weird. This the new format we have here. Anyway, um, yeah, right hand maintenance. They're going to maintain that right hand all the way into the playoffs, which is fine. I know Brunson said what he said a few days ago about if I could if I could play, I want to play. Keep him in bubble wrap, please. Um, as for RJ, I got to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we're going to see RJ again. I think we're, I don't know if we're going to see him Friday. I don't know if we're going to see him Sunday. I bet you we see see RJ again. And you know what? And this is the last, I should have said this up top. Like, 
I think there is something to like keeping these young guys sharp and getting these young guys more reps. I mean, again, I don't, the rest, like they don't need, the, they're going to have a week off, you know, and who knows, maybe Sunday, maybe Sunday we do get the Keels, Jeffries, you know, Washington, whatever, battle, like Sims. Maybe we get that on Sunday, right? Maybe we get that on Sunday to give them, to give these guys a full seven days of rest. Right. But like, I do think that there is something to be said for. Yeah. Everything that we said, everything I said a moment ago. And like, I think RJ is part of that too. Like I wouldn't probably wouldn't kill RJ to see some balls go in the hoop before the playoffs. You know, so I wouldn't be shocked if we saw him. But um, yeah, that's personal injury report presented again by our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Moment of the game. Um, need Andrew. Uh, right here. Yeah, need Andrew for this one. Hmm. So the the lob to oh, who threw the lob to Obi where he reached down to his waist and got it. That was. I believe that was Quentin that did that. That was Quentin. Okay. Yeah. So that's a moment of the game candidate. Let's do. I'm trying to think of like, there was a Grimes dunk right before that. That was great. But I, I feel like I feel weird choosing two moment of the game candidates that were both on like the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Um, there's a quickly step back three. That the quickly step away. back three. I was just thinking. There's a OB four point play. There were the three was a, there was a flagrant, was a flagrant. on it too. Um, I got to be honest with you. We were conversing a lot. I know. Back. <laughs> this, I, listen, it's always good to get a win. I'm glad the Knicks got a W. This was truly a meaningless game. In the, about, although, although you haven't listened to the pregame show yet, I did find a spin zone in the way that this game is meaningless and meaningful. Ready for this? What? So what's Phoenix's record? Uh, forty-five uh, and thirty-four. Whatever. Okay. So Nick's sons in the finals. Oh, the home go. court. That's great. Yeah, that's a big one. There you Forgot go. About that one. Sorry yeah. About that. So if you're still playing for home court in the finals against the Suns, you want great. Kevin? You want to have to go to Phoenix to face Kevin Durant? Or you want him to come to MSG? Awesome. Um, you want no part? You you can't even muster up fake. I can't. I can't participation in this. Not even it. fake. Got it. All right. The Obi lob. I feel like there needs to be a Mitch one in there because because the Grimes to Obi get them to this the quickly step back you're talking about made it one thirty one to one twenty four with one forty two to go. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really want a Mitch one in there. If you if we can't find a Mitch one, there was a, a Grimes step back that made it uh, one twenty seven. Uh, 120. That was kind of that was another step back. There's a Mitch block in the fourth quarter too, where we we all yelled Blockenstein, and I forgot. Well, at least I yelled Blockenstein, forgetting that that's solely for Isaiah Hartenstein. You know, find that one, nominate that one. The Obi Dunk is going to win anyway. Perfect. All right, great. All right, let's get to super chats. Let's do it. Giddy up. Giddy up. As I watch, as I watch the Mavs, who are. A bigger joke than their owner trying to backpedal and somehow excuse the organizational malpractice that he has been at the helm of for years now. Um, What a big pile of turds the Dallas Mavericks are. Just. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, I, I as I as I root for them, I will be rooting for the pile of turds uh, as I watch them against the Kings in this game, and I'll, I'll keep everybody updated as I watch along. Okay, uh, Dominic Manzi, what's going on, Dominic? A lot of discussion on Twitter sorting Knicks and Cavs players into tiers. Oh my God, we're getting started off here. Okay, would you trade quick for Garland straight up? Oh my Lord, this is how we're going to start tonight. Um, so. Of course, of course, me being a Nick fan and me being a guy who has said several times that Emmanuel quickly is either my favorite or second favorite Nick. It's between him and Jalen Brunson. Like my heart wants to be like, no, I would not trade Emmanuel quickly for, for Terry Scarlett. And at the same time, I say that and like Terry Scarlett made the all-star team last year as a what was he, 22? I think. Was he 22, 23? Something like that. Whatever. He was, he's, he's a kid. Um, and then on top of that, he, to talk about, talk about, talk about leadership, took a, willingly took a step back. And Donovan Mitchell was coming in and be like, okay, it's your team now. And like everybody praises Dwayne Wade for that. Dwayne Wade already had fucking all kinds of all NBA accolades and like, being the best player on a championship team, arguably either him or Shaq, but I'd give it to Wade under his belt. Like him doing that at that point in his career, that's not a big deal. What Darius Garland did that takes that's leadership. That's selflessness. That's team first stuff right there. Um, You know, I think if you, I think if there is an, and I, my inclination is to just say Garland, like is is the guy is the better player. If there's an argument for quickly though, I think it has to be that his defense is so much better than Garland's, which it is without question. There's no question about that. And it, it may be a lot better that like, whatever you want to say about Garland's offense. And like, I was looking it up today. I think Garland's, I think Garland's in the nineties in terms of pull up threes, but quickly, I mean, quickly after tonight, he's going to be above 70 or around 70 um, on less, on less minutes for uh, less opportunity generally, because he, he doesn't have Garland's usage. So like, all right, well, you know, if quickly and him are like kind of equal pull-up shooters, the thing where Garland just has quickly. And I say this as I think back to at least two passes that quickly made tonight, which were just like mind blowing passes, amazing passes. Garland as a passer is he's not Trey young, but he's like, He's like a level down from that, but he's he is unbelievable as a passer. He's shooting, I think he's shooting around like fifty percent from the short mid range, forty eight percent, something like that. He's really good from the short mid range. Um, he's just such a good playmaker, and he can penetrate, and he can penetrate because the pull up is dangerous, and he's dangerous catch and shoot guy. Mm. Here's the, I mean, the best compliment I can give Emmanuel quickly is that I've hemmed and hawed about this for five minutes. And I, again, I, I feel like the right answer is Garland. And yet, as I say that, I don't even know if I fully believe it. Um, again, because quickly's defense is so good and so impactful. Um, and he's also like, I mean, I just, I just try, I have complete trust in Emmanuel quickly as a big game player in this city, in New York. And that is not for everybody. So I don't know. 
maybe Garland by a nose, but I don't feel great about it. Thanks, Dominic, for starting us off with that doozy. My God, I hope they get easier from here. Jesse M. What's going on, Jesse? I choose to live in a world where Obi Toppin becomes a star after the Knicks do the right thing and sell high on Randall at the 2020 deadline. So you're going back in time for this one. Um, I mean, it's just, look, I, I don't know how many different ways I could repeat it. He is a guy who potentially could be one of the best players in the league at at taking advantage of any slivers or cracks in the defense through his movement, through his energy, through his skill, through his finesse, through all of those things. Julius Randle creates advantages. Obi Toppin, in the traditional sense, in the traditional sense, does not create advantages. All of the things I mentioned a moment ago are ways of creating advantages, but they are not in the typical NBA sense. And like to say that he could be a star doing that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, but again, you choose to live in this world, so that's fine. And I would not blame anybody who chooses to live in this world. That said, again, and this is what I want to really... And I, I I, was the one who went on a little on the little rant, so I have no one to blame but myself. But I think we do need to ease up on like the... You know, the Randall... The Randall erasure, I guess? I don't know. That dude was incredible for us this year. Incredible. Thanks, Jesse. Dominic with another one showcasing Obi's value was an underrated aspect of clinching early. I I, I don't know. Uh, again, I'll, I'll go do my second Zach Lowe shout out of, of the first 33 minutes. Like just like no team should be determining what they do with one of their own players in the last couple of weeks of a season. And he was saying this in the context of RJ Barrett, I don't think any other team should be looking at what a player is doing in the last couple of weeks of a, a, a regular season. And making determinations based on that. And I don't think any team is. I think, again, I think, like, third reference, like Zach said, um, anytime you got a guy that's been picked this high and has not been a complete and total bust, you're going to have front offices around the league who are going to look at him and be like, huh, you know, I wonder what he could look like here. And I think that's absolutely the case with Toppin. But I think that would have been true probably even before, you know, today's game or the Washington game and whatever he's going to do in the last two games. Thanks, Tom. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Do you think the... Here we go. Do you think the Knicks have a greater ceiling of OBs in the starting five? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, you made it easy for me, Robert, because no, I don't think they have a greater ceiling. I think their best ceiling is easily, without question, without question, without Julius Randle in there. If you give me the best version of Julius Randle, and I'm not talking about the 57 points, I'm just talking about like take his best 30 games this year and give me the average median performance level of those 30 games. If you give me that version of that guy with Jalen Brunson, and the rest of this team doing what it's doing, I absolutely think this team could, if with the right matchup, can make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals with, without question. So you want to talk about ceilings? There's your ceiling. 
I think the ceiling of a team with Obi in place of Randall in the starting five and Randall, I guess, would not even be here because you're not bringing Randall off the bench. I think the ceiling of that team is like maybe if a lot of stuff broke right, maybe they win a first round series, maybe. And I don't know if it's coming against this Cavs team because I and you you continue to underrate them, Robert, but be careful, man. <clears throat> Jesse with another one. Obi's numbers. Obi's starter numbers are what they are, John. Listen, you can't do that. Can't do that. Context. Context, context, context. His numbers as a starter have come in games largely, not all, largely, that do not matter. And when a player, I don't know this for a fact, because God knows I've never played any kind of advanced athletic competition, but I have to think, I have to imagine, when a player knows that he's going out there, and there are essentially no consequences, not no consequences because God knows Obi, God knows Obi knows if he dogs it on defense, it doesn't matter who the hell isn't playing. He's going to get his ass yanked. But like in terms of like, if he makes a shot, misses a shot, it's not going to affect their playoff position. It's not going to affect like whether they're going to win a, a playoff game or something like that. That has to matter. Yeah. You know, he was firing away out there. Like he had no conscience tonight. Like would he be doing that? Like if, if this is game one of a, a a playoff game and he's and he's in there, you know, in place of Julius Randle, I, I don't know. Look, the numbers are good, and like you can't put up the numbers unless you have some modicum of skill. But like, we, the, history is littered with guys who have, over the course of the last 10, 15, 20 games of NBA seasons, exploded and put up big, big time numbers. Now, I'm not saying that you throw him out for Obi, but like you can't look at his starter numbers and be like, see, this is what he would do as a starter. If he was given the full-time opportunity, that's crazy talk. Thanks, Jesse. Busy. Jesse, it isn't too late to sell high on Randall before he turns back into a pumpkin. It also isn't too late uh, for Obi to be our starting power forward. This is, this is, see, this is why you can't, again, it's a meaningless game. It's a meaningless game. The performances are meaningless, but you cannot draw these sorts of conclusions about a game like this. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Again, I know it's not all about this game. I know that. We've watched Randall for four years. The body of evidence is what it is. The concerns are what they are. As I said to Fred today on the pod, you know, um, the notion the notion of of being so willy nilly within all NBA, I don't think people, I don't think people fully grasp sometimes the achievement it is to be named one of the fifteen best players in your sport in a given year. That is that is so hard, and and yet he's going to do it. And he will have earned it because I watched that man like look like he was the best player in basketball at times this year, or at the very least, one of the five most talented offensive players in basketball at many times this year. Now, is there a world where it does not make sense to continue to build around him if your goal is to win a championship? Yes, absolutely. I will be the first person to acknowledge that. that's not the, that's not what I'm saying here, but to 
to be like, see, this to me is like, you know, what I get accused of with, with wanting to send RJ down the river. This is now the flip side of that, except one guy has largely been not very good. And the other guy, again, is, is about to make a second all NBA team. So I don't, I, I, I don't, yeah, I, 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 I can't with that line of thought. Uh, Robert with another one. It's your boy, John. Do you agree with Mensa and I that the Knicks are going to beat Cleveland in five games? Join us. Hashtag 53 wins. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, six, I guess, is possible. I, I mean, at this point, my, my personal opinion, if you gave me the option to like sign on the dotted line, this game, this series is going seven games. You could sign right here. It's going seven games. You don't know what the outcome is going to be, but it's going to get to a seventh grade game. I would sign for that. Um, I have too much respect for what Cleveland does. I was watching a bunch of, bunch of clips. Um, Today, if Donovan Mitchell just absolutely ripped defenses, new asshole after new asshole, that dude is that dude is unbelievable. And speaking about Darius Garland, he has relegated Darius Garland to a number two, which is just frightening. And like I, I understand that their small forward depth is what it is, and it's not great. Well, then I went up and looked at Isaac Okoro's numbers uh, this year, and I noticed that, like, oh, wait a minute. No, the shooting numbers aren't nearly as bad, or and they're not bad, but they are actually much better than they seem because this dude didn't make a three-pointer for the first 12 games of the season. And then the next, I think, 12 or 15 or some odd games after that, he was shooting like 22% from three. But over the last, like, 50 games, Isaac Okoro's was shooting like 42 43%. And all he needs to do is stand there in the corner. And those are the only threes he takes. If he can make corner threes at a 40 plus percent clip, because guess what, Robert, the Knicks are giving him those shots because they're going to have to, because there's no other way to defend this team. Um, They're just a scary team. They're just a scary team. And they're the reason there's a reason they're the seventh best offense in the league. And there's a reason that they are the best defense. And that is because they know what they want you to do. And they will make you do what they want you to do, which is, Challenge us at the rim if you want. Best rim protectors in the league. Number one field goal percentage against at the rim in basketball. Numero uno. And then um, guess who gives up less threes than anybody in the league? Cavs. So can't take threes against them. Can't make shots at the rim against them. Makes life kind of tough. They're a bear. They're a bear. Uh, Give me seven games and, and let the chips fall where they may. Robert with another one. Is it fair and reasonable to say, or first time, long time, John, is it fair and reasonable to say that IQ has the potential to be a superstar? Uh, if so, I'm going to search my DMs to you from a couple of years ago. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, you love doing this to me. I think he, I, I've already called him a star. I think he's a star player. Um, you know, uh, superstar is a little bit richer in my blood, but because I don't, I, I don't, I don't ever really think that there's more than like five of those guys in the league at any one time, but maybe not five, maybe five to 10. But then again, I did call Jalen Brunson a superstar recently. Didn't I? So I might've, Hmm. No, quickly. He's a star. They quickly. He's a star for doing semantics. 
quickly as a star.